Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because I'm getting over something. I, I, got, a, I got a cold. It's not a flu thing. It's not a serious thing. But I just went upstairs and looked in the mirror, and my nose is all raw and like falling off because I've been blowing it so much. I went through over the course of 10 hours, I was at work for 12 hours, as you well know. Uh, but over the course of the first 10, I went through an entire box of Kleenex the other night. Uh, it's, it's terrible. It's one of those floodgates type scenarios. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you a couple of things and then we're going to get into this month's needless commentary, which is for the 1987 animated GI Joe movie. If you don't own it, go to needlessthingssite.com, click on that big old Amazon box in the top right corner, and order yourself a copy, uh, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever you want. But before we get into the commentary, I real quick want to mention uh, my pal and Needless Things co-host, uh, Mr. Bo Brown, came by the Phantom Zone the other night. We hung out for, uh, well, the whole night and did a whole lot of talking about morality and politics and people and where we think things are headed and humanity and good and evil and all kinds of crazy stuff uh that i I, a lot of it i don't dip into onto the show ever because you know there when you're in an entertainment format there's no point in talking about some some serious matters uh but we had some great conversations it was awesome and it was nice to just talk without recording and we also watched uh well we watched uhf last that was my pick i was like all right we we're we're gonna watch this now because bo brought over uh, some stuff that i'd never even seen before forbidden zone which if you've been listening to the show you know that i've recently discovered the magic of oingo boingo and forbidden zone is a movie by richard elfman danny elfman's brother that incorporates the mystic knights of the oingo boingo and and it's it's insane but in a very, very good way, not in a, what is this crap way? Like, the love and creativity outshines the production value, if you know what I mean. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. As a matter of fact, I enjoyed it so much that as soon as we were done watching it, I went on Amazon. And fortunately, there is a Blu-ray available, or there's a set available that includes uh, black and white. The movie was originally black and white. It includes the black and white movie, the color movie, and the soundtrack. So... I immediately bought it because I liked it that much and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Uh, and he also brought over something called Twigger's Holiday, which is by Rob Schrab, the guy that created Scud the Disposable Assassin. And this is a whole other level of bizarre, uh, but is brilliant at the same time. And I can't really describe it too much. It's, it's basically a look at childhood and the loss of it, I guess, uh, but it's, it's puppetry. Uh, of course it's puppetry. Uh, but it, but it's, it's hilarious and wonderful, but it's also very, very like deep and poignant. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that and also went and ordered that off of Amazon immediately. So there's three things that you can go to needlessthingssite.com, click on the Amazon box and order for yourself and enjoy. 
I highly recommend all of them. I had a great time hanging out with Bo and uh, not, you know, not for podcast reasons. We just hung out and and had some deep conversation and watched some fucked up movies. And then UHF. And the reason we watch UHF is because in Forbidden Zone, there are these twins that were apparently vaudeville-style performers in the uh, late 70s. And they are in, I I believe, I've not looked it up yet because, like I said, I've been under the weather. I haven't done jack shit uh, for several days now, but I believe it's the same. I was like, Oh my gosh, I think those guys are in UHF. And then we watch UHF and Bo was like, yeah, that's gotta be them. Who else does that? So that was the connection there for us to watch UHF later, which, which Bo had not seen in years. And I, I see it saw just, you know, not that long ago, but I'll watch that movie anytime. All right. So speaking of watching movies anytime, it's time to watch a movie with the needless things commentary team, I said that awkwardly with the needless commentary team. Uh, we had a great time. Our special guest, Noel Wood, was on, from The Finest was on board. If you look up G.I. Joe The Finest, you can find out all about that. And I think Noel, uh, does the usual, uh, I don't like the term shout out, uh, nor- normal credit. You know what, guys? Now is not the time for me to come up with a new word for something. Not at all. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy our needless commentary for the 1987 animated G.I. Joe, the movie. Yo, Joe! or the Rhino DVD or Shout Factory or Paramount or whatever your copy is because they've done plenty of versions of it. Uh, We are watching the Shout Factory Blu-ray release, which looks pretty nice. But put it in right now and follow along as the Needless Commentary team talks about G.I. Joe, the movie, the 1987 one. If you put in the 2009 movie, you're going to be really confused. I was told that there would be Channing Tatum. And there is no Channing Tatum. Yeah, sorry, buddy. No C. Tate. All right, so we're starting up now. We have uh, we are down one. First of all, uh, we have some news about Red Ranger. Sad Ranger. Uh, no, no, we we need to celebrate his life decisions. Uh, after years of discussion, he and and talking to doctors and whatever, he has finally elected to go ahead with the surgery. Uh, his transformative 
surgery that we should all celebrate. So absolutely, he's going to become a garden now. He went in today. No, no, come on, man, be serious. It's not uh, a funny area. Next, oh, next, fun. next month for our commentary, uh, Red Ranger will no longer be Sean. He will be a beautiful unicorn. It's true. And we're all celebrating hey, his decision to change Sean Mantha. Is uh, is Monica going to stay with Sean Mantha, or is she going to be single? I don't uh, think she's got a unicorn bias. No. I think she's okay with it. But what we've got to talk about now is how this is the most incredible opening. Well, oh, yeah. first, first, Arian and Ryan are here. Sean is not. And our special guest is uh, our pal Noel from The Finest. Yay. Welcome, Noel. This is your first commentary. It is. Uh, and it gets pretty ridiculous. It's, and yeah. Right off the bat. Is there anything more ridiculous than Cobra Law? Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, not, not many in, things, not at least not in the context of G.I. Joe. Uh, speaking of the context of G.I. Joe, we have our, our fresh young baby face, <laughs> Ryan Cadaver, who was born the year that this movie came out. Yep. So, you had never seen this before. No, never seen it. Um, I heard a lot about it, uh, especially on the panel, the 1987 panel, and I was like, that sounds really interesting, because y'all were talking about how wacky it gets. Yeah. And I was like, that actually sounds pretty cool, and I wasn't disappointed. I forgot how weird it gets. Watching this opening, Mm -hmm. like, this is, what was your reaction to this? It sets it up for a totally different movie than what it is. (laughs) But it's really awesome. Like I thought this was going to be the greatest movie of all time when I've watched these first three minutes. But, yeah. Uh, no, the the song alone is incredible, and this whole little action scene is just, it's like, so well, well thought out. I mean, a, a, a water moccasin. No, I'm getting the I, I don't know if I don't know if we can reasonably expect a Casket Creatures cover of this theme song. I would love to do it. But at the very least, yeah. a Ryan and Derek acoustic yes. <laughs> would be incredible. That would yes. be pretty awesome. But yeah, this is like the greatest opening of anything ever. Yeah, it's really kick-ass. And it's so G.I. Joe. Like, even me not knowing much about G.I. Joe, I was like, this is like the most G.I. Joe shit I've ever seen. There are at least 12 things just in this opening sequence that the 2017 internet would find completely unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Like the presence of American flags, uh, people shooting at each other with lasers, jetpacks. Like the the internet today would not be having any of this shit. No, look at that. The, yeah, there's, you, so you, much there's a flag and a flag and the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't get any more American. That's than that. not yeah. like the, people would hate it. They'd be so angry, which is stupid because I mean, like, look at how badass and unified right. they are. Like, Absolutely. And uh, speaking of evil... You can't see it, but I'm taking a knee right now. <laughs> he did during the he entire is. movie. He is. Yeah, Arian, Arian uh, resisted this one. He actually wanted to watch uh, the October Guard uh, animated movie. Duh. But there isn't one. Duh, so, comrade. So we didn't do it. Uh, speaking of evil, Burgess Meredith is Galobulus. Room. Fucking badass! Sergeant I love the fact Slaughter. that Sergeant Slaughter was the third celebrity they could find to and do this Sergeant movie, and he's, and he's as Sergeant Slaughter, that's so good, as opposed to just putting as himself because yeah. that wouldn't have been badass enough. Yeah. And this is the Dianoga. It's it's uh, the Spermanoga. So <laughs> it's, it's if sperm had eyeballs, that would be it. Uh, when I was a kid, GI Joe was my thing. Well, GI Joe's always been like my. My m- most favorite dorky thing, like it was the toy line that took over my life in 1982-ish. Uh, it, it, I mean, it 
It didn't fully replace Star Wars until probably 84, like once the the last of the Jedi toys had kind of died down. Yeah. But when G.I. Joe hit and they actually had knees and elbows. Yeah. That was it. I mean, grip, well, and also the fact that my dad was in the military ah. and could get on board with buying, like you know, because the the first waves of GI Joe were basically just regular military right. stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, I and was then, encouraged to have GI Joe toys because right. my then, uncle was a big GI Joe twelve inch figure collector when he was a he was younger. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, so. So. And they got more sci-fi and outlandish. Yeah, they got crazier and crazier as time went on, as, as we witnessed. As we during his pom-poms of snake that he has around his head. It was funny the divergence that happened because, like, you know, as, as G.I. Joe got weird, because I was on board with Serpentor, I dug that, um, and the, and the cartoon... The cartoon. The cartoon was fucking crazy. Like, it's funny to me, and we talked about this in our first viewing, uh, you know, people that talk about Cobra Law being ridiculous and too outlandish and all. You're talking about a cartoon that had fatal fluffies and giant killer blobs and And the Viper. So, in the context of of G.I. Joe, it's not too outlandish, but let's be real. The concept of Cobra Law in general is outlandish. Well, it's, I mean, it's basically like some Lovecraftian type stuff yeah. that yeah. they've incorporated into this army cartoon. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's no more ridiculous than anything that the show did. So, like, if, a whole if, bunch of retcons. if that's your argument, like, if that's the reason you don't like the movie, you're just wrong. I actually like the fact that they aren't just, like, aliens or interdimensional. Like, like I like that it's, you know, based on Earth. Yeah, they. I mean, in yes, I hate the retcon because, in all honesty, my preferred GI Joe canon is Larry Hama's comic books. Well, like worry. that's when I was a kid. That's what I went by. If you stick with GI Joe long enough, eventually you get to the aliens. <laughs> yes, Lobotomax. Yeah, oh, Lobotomax, which is like it's the greatest name ever. Yeah. It was, well, it was alien. you eventually get the aliens retroactively because those figures never actually. The um, what came out. Like, part of that weird the line star, came the star, out. The Star Brigade had several of the alien characters actually released. There was only, like, three of them, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was pretty much it for the line. I think the Street Fighter stuff came out later. I think Street Fighter came out after that, and that was pretty much it. A lot of all their gadgets they have for every situation, they're all organic creatures. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they, I see, and I feel like a lot of work was put into... Like, all right, well, how is Cobra Law going to work? What is the organization? What is the cast? Because they've got the, the the bland Cobra Law, like the dudes that just stand around listening to Globulus talk. Yeah. And then you've got, like, the warrior guys that have the giant peapods with the bad. razor blades. Yeah. And for for some reason, la, la, they have... La, la, la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the beginning here, before we get to Cobra Law, because right now all we've got is Pythona. And we don't know what she is. One or the other. And this, well, yeah. But, I mean, if the 80s, 80s cartoons are nothing if not derivative. Uh, this opening, like this badass assassin chick, I remember when I was a kid, this just blew my mind. Now, first of all... It made you want a toy, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. And unfortunately, <laughs> um, it that didn't happen that. until a few years ago, and that one's like 40 bucks. Uh and you have to sign up for the G.I. Joe toy subscription, which is also prohibitively expensive. Or just go on eBay. But I was a G.I. Joe guy. I was not as much. Now, I still watch the Transformers cartoons. I went and saw the movie in the theater with my mom. She took a little nap, fortunately, right before Spike said shit. Hmm. Uh, 
but like G.I. Joe was was it for me and I was so mad that this didn't come out in theaters because I had I don't think I ever thought like now we all know the story that originally this was supposed to be a theatrical release like Transformers and My Little Pony were uh, and that the basic failure of those movies kept this from hitting theaters but as a kid I just felt like this is the G.I. Joe movie. This is the big shit. Why isn't this coming out in the theater? Well, just seeing a, an ad for it come on television and saying, like, next Saturday this is going to air. And I had no idea this existed until, like, about a week before it actually went to air. See, I I can't say this a hundred percent with a 100% certainty, but I feel like it came out on VHS before they aired it on TV, uh, because I feel like I got it from Turtles, and I, I I remember walking in at some point and thinking like GI Joe the movie, what is this? Why didn't I know anything about this? I think that might be the case. I don't. I don't. I know I sure. think the VHS came out first, but I'm not. Like I said, I cannot speak uh, positively about that. But I do know that like all of the other like the miniseries and stuff, they did break it up. At one point, show it as a miniseries format, I th- but I think the television debut—it was like a Saturday, yeah, at six p.m. or something—and they showed the whole thing. And then later, for the purposes of syndication, they broke it up into you know five parts or however many parts to, to show it as a miniseries, like the other. And I will admit, as much as I love the GI Joe movie, that the other miniseries are far superior to to this. Yeah. And longer, which is why we're not doing commentaries on those. They actually, I think once you take all the commercial breaks out of them, they're actually pretty short. They're well, they're 100, about, they're 100 minutes. Are they 100 so, minutes each? Yeah. This is only, oh, yeah, I guess this they are. Is like, like... This is just over an hour and a half. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not that much longer, but this, uh, when they broke this up into a five-part miniseries format, it had a lot more commercials. Yeah. Uh, I think this maybe runs like 89 minutes or something like that. I forget how short this is. Um, but, as a kid watching this, Pythona blew my mind. Because on the G.I. Joe cartoon, uh, as a you know, as a fan of G.I. Joe or as a toy collector, you loved it when new characters showed up. Because you were going to get new figures. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. However... With uh, Pythona, that was not the case. Instead, we just got the one Cobra Law three pack, and that was it. It was almost like Hasbro. She the, the, bed. the lack, well, it was like the lack of confidence in this as a, as a theatrical release kind of killed any merchandising plans. As an aside, can I say that watching this without actually listening to it while it's happening? Seeing his snakes move is really obnoxious, and I cannot believe it <laughs> bothered me as bad as it has up until this point. Well, we talked about this on the first run through because uh, as, as a kid, you know, Serpentor's whole snake themed getup was purely ornamental in yeah. my head. Mm-hmm. Like it was just part of the costume, and the animators, you know, the people who which granted we've already met Serpentor and Arise, Serpentor Arise, which happened like a year before yeah, it was this. The, the, the last miniseries before this. Yeah, it was I think it was the eight and like end 86. of eighty six. Like going in going into the big holiday gift giving season <laughs> of eighty six, we introduced the Golden Snake Man that I I always thought was badass. Uh I will admit that it kind of bothered me that he was taken over from Cobra Commander. 
Uh, I like I that they, they kind of co- like coexisted on for the cartoon for a while. Uh, Until this damn movie came along. <laughs> yeah. But what were... Uh, Arian and Noel, you guys were both around when this hit. What yeah. when, when it came out, what, was, what did you know about it? What was your reaction? I had no idea what was... I, I had probably a couple of figures by that point in time. I think I already had Falcon. Um, but, so, you know, it surprised me. What? There's a G.I. Joe movie? How did I not know about this? Um, so, yeah, I was very excited to see it. And the as far as the toys go, I mean, your main tie-ins were obviously that Cobra Law 3-pack that came with Galobulus, Nemesis Enforcer, and the Cobra Law Rando Cobra Law Trooper. Cobra Law Trooper, yeah. Trooper, yeah. Did Wobbles come with the, the ball? No, it was just the tail. Yeah. And he, and he, couldn't, he couldn't stand up nope, it, at it, all. It bent, but it didn't hold any particular shape. It just would like flop right over, so he could lay on his back or stomach, or you could hold <laughs> him in your hand. Yeah, you couldn't like coil his tail up to get him to stand or anything uh, like that. Um, and, the, and then the uh, we got Tunnel Rat, Falcon... Um, never. We didn't get a big lob no in the lob. original line. We got a jinx, and just for the purpose of the I purposes of this, we'll talk about just the original line because that's what mattered at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, jinx. I distinctly remember having a jinx. And, and it was funny because you know nowadays the branding would be GI Joe the movie figures, yeah. but for this they were just a wave. They were just part of the wave. Yeah. Like they didn't differentiate. Like we didn't get. Uh, there was no very special blossom. Yeah, well, we didn't get, like, Weather Dominator figures or, mm-hmm. or the specific story arcs or anything like that. The line just went on and, you know, underwent some artistic changes on the card art from time to time, but that was it. It was just, it was all just G.I. Joe, which, honestly, I think was a better way to do things. Yeah, uh, everything seemed like much more right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. consistent, homogenized, and I did, I did like that about the lines at the time. Arian, what about you? How how into G.I. Joe were you at the time? I was pretty into G.I. Joe. My best friend at the time uh, had a rich grandmother that uh, bought him everything he ever wanted. We all had that friend. <laughs> he wanted, what he wanted was mainly G.I. Joe figures. So, uh, yeah. He had the aircraft carrier. He had the terror drone. He had... All the stuff. I didn't have that friend because I was that friend. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I, uh, I, I, looking around, I can't imagine. Uh, right? But it, like, I had some. It's the only reason I took the horrible, shitty job that I have is so I could keep buying all the toys I want. <laughs> uh, I had like I had some toys. I didn't have enough. Like, as a young dumb. Uh, child, I liked ninjas a whole lot, so I had all the ninja figures for sure. Yeah, I had your Snake Eyes. I did. I had Jinx when she came out. Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And then uh, I, I also, but I also treated my toys like crap. Like I would, I destroyed all my toys. Like they didn't last long. Like. We hated the kids like you. Yeah, no. It wasn't just yeah. toys. Yeah, yeah. Blew them up. Well, like, no, no, I couldn't they tolerate were, They were fighting. Even back then, you hated things. I, I cry yeah. when I accidentally broke a thumb off or something. Yeah, no. I would, like, I would, if you take a Joe and you put, like, a firecracker and you, like, you lift the, because you, you can, like, pull it apart a little bit. And <sighs> you're you're a monster. in there and boom. Ugh. Yeah. You're the worst. Yeah, but that's awesome until you, like, well, now I have to buy that guy again. 
He was already, <laughs> he was already reading Nietzsche books yeah, at that point. He, like, he didn't care. This is pointless. Yeah. Steering Nothing matters. <laughs> oh, I, I knew I knew a kid who did the thing where he, his figures would be killed in action. He'd actually bury them in his backyard. And uh, I wanted to go over there in the middle of the night and dig them all up and wash them <laughs> off and save them. Like, How dare you? <laughs> I buried some of mine, not going to lie. I did... Uh, I accidentally buried a Han Solo. This is not G.I. Joe related. That was foreshadowing, by the way, for those who are watching the movie. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we have just learned. Because I, I don't know that... Sir Pitork and Fro his hand. Yeah, I think that's spears. the first time we saw that happen. I don't think they've done that gimmick in the cartoon. No, he, well, he's, he teased it with Pythona at the beginning. He yeah. throws it at Duke and misses here. But we all know what happens later. Yeah. He gets fried on the BET. In, in a most amusing manner. Like, I, I hate it that we can't hear the sound right now, because I would love to hear his, like, again. Yeah. Ha, Baroness. I never I never destroy my Baroness figure, because even at a young age. That's totally understandable. I had a thing for the Baroness. I, I could never figure out why she hang out with Destro, though. So, Cobra at this point is determined to shut down the BET, which we all know is black entertainment television. Because <laughs> Cobra are a bunch of horrible racists, and G.I. Joe, who's all well, about this diversity... They're just trying to acquire the BET. They're not trying to shut it down. Well, they, uh, you know, don't don't mess with my narrative, Mo. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> that's not why you're here. You could think yeah. you just say they're, they're bad corporate They want to take over the BET over and put terrible advertising on it. Insulting. They want to sell cigarettes on BET. What we don't know is that Galagulus is actually Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was what was the one Comic View? Cobra wants to run Comic View on BET. No, the broadcast energy transmitter uh, that that is the newest MacGuffin of of GI Joe's. Awesome collection of MacGuffins. That was uh, they made a figure out of that, didn't they? The BET. Yeah. No, they did the oh, weather really? dominant. Oh wait a minute. No, well, they did those. They did this much later. They, yeah, they didn't. They didn't do any of that shit at the time. Dumb. Which yeah, drove me nuts because I was having to take like Coke cans and put duct tape on them to try and make power satellites or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, with the, with the 25th anniversary collection later on, homemade. Um, they did the Weather Dominator. I the Mass Device. The Mass Device. That's the other one I'm trying to remember. They didn't do the BET, though, which is unfortunate. Oh, yeah. That would have been a very large accessory hey, pack. I would have 30th been. anniversary. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, yeah. not going to happen. We're almost we're almost out of year, and Hasbro has decided that... that uh, G.I. Joe is such a worthless property that they're going to let some fucking communist hippie start writing the comic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I heard about that. Oh that my awful. gosh, that guy is a disgusting human being. Yeah. And not, not like in a general communist hippie way, because I love Arian. Arian's great. <laughs> Did and you see And he's actually right about a lot of things. Yeah. Did you see the side-by-side? This side Aubrey Citizen person is a piece of shit. Did you see the side-by-sides of Larry Hama and Aubrey Citizen's uh, comments about September 11th. Oh, are they like the same? Oh, they, oh no, they were night and day. Oh, okay. And that's and people held that up. It's like, so this this is why this is the guy who wrote our GI Joe and not right. this guy. Yeah, I feel like yeah, there there has to be some sort of like aptitude test. I thought something. you were getting ready to drop some horrible revelation about Larry Hama oh, no, in there, no, and I was like, oh no, that's <laughs> my childhood. No, no, Larry Hama said uh, nothing but respectful things. Yeah, 
as, as you would expect him to say. Well, I mean, look at that guy's life. Which, yeah. by the way, if you want to hear about his life, you can go back to the uh, last year's Dragon Con episode of the Needless Things podcast, the G.I. Joe panel with Larry Hum. That's awesome. Man. He's actually, uh, I'm sure he's not even aware of it, but he's been on the Needless Things podcast <laughs> twice now. Yeah. <laughs> Checks in the mail, Mr. Hama. Yeah, as opposed to our Aubrey Citizen, uh, Citizen, who's a garbage human who basically blames New Yorkers for getting killed in 9-11. Wow. Well, you That's... know, maybe they shouldn't have friggin' gone to work at the World Trade. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known better. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, we are in the depths of Cobra Law right now with all the crazy-ass Cobra Law troopers and their giant razor-sharp peapod weapons and nemesis enforcers. Big, awesome debut. Yeah, like, it's pretty badass. And my point I'm was like, I feel like he should have a different name than Nemesis. Captain Copies. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I mean, you've got Pythona, Kaju Lock. Yeah, like, and Nemesis Enforcer. Which is a badass name, but not in the context of wacky Cobra Law, organic, no, no. weird shit. It seems like. It's just like, it's a job title. You are the Nemesis Enforcer. Uh, right. Or he would be like a bassist for like a metal band. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be a good name. And he's got sort of like a weird magneto. There's a lot of he, slapping. His fucking bit, his pep hand is strong. Yes, it is. Well, that yeah. was the strongest slap. Well, you know, it also yeah, well, it definitely was. It also helps that he's nine feet tall inexplicably. Which, yeah. well, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not quite human. That's fine. Well, I have no I, problem with his height, except for the fact so that it was, was not reflected in his shitty little figure. Three and three quarter inch figure. The plug in two inch bat wings. Yeah, that sounds awful. That don't even look like. Here, I'm going to, we're going to, yeah, I'm, no, I don't have him. Uh, okay. And they did an update that's much better oh, okay. um, with the 25th anniversary. But I'm going to, I'm going to show so the listeners can hear this reaction because you, you have not seen the original figure as of yet, correct? No, I haven't. So I'm going to show Ryan Cadaver. I wasn't even really aware of Nemesis Enforcer until today. I'm, I'm going to right now show him the original figure. Okay. So on the left of the picture I'm getting ready to show you is the 25th anniversary update, which is okay. It's way better. On the right is the original figure that I had to deal with when I was 11 years old. Oh man, that looks <laughs> nothing like him. Look at his fucking wings. Yeah, and it's dumbass. So lame. Of the exact picture. Yeah. <laughs> his wings, his like stubby little chode legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like weird, like magneto helmet that looks all fucked up. Yeah, that's awful. And like Globulus was, pre- I mean, he couldn't stand up, but he pretty well represented what we see in the movie. The yeah. figure did. Um. And the the regular Cobra Law guy looked pretty much exactly. But it's like just the silly. Movie. They did a three pack, and one of them was an army builder. So you either had to buy a bunch of Galobuluses or Galobuli yeah, and Nemesis yeah. Enforcers, uh, when they could have just packed Pythona in there as a three pack, and yeah. then you would well, have that would have made sense. Yeah, and, and then, then sold the uh, the, the trooper as a separate figure. Yeah, or but even why didn't is, I work in marketing at Hasbro in 1987? Well, this is what I don't understand yeah, about toy companies through the years at all, though. Is like fucking just do four packs of troop builders. Yeah, I mean seriously. And what's great though is Hasbro with the 25th anniversary did that quite a few times. Yeah. They, they did do four packs of Troop Builder figures, which I love. Lego has been doing that for a while with like the Star Wars figures. Yeah. And yeah. it's been a great way for people to get a bunch of Stormtroopers and things. Well, and it's also smart because, you know, Lego, they can't sell the minifigures alone. Right. Uh, because that would be considered competition with Hasbro's license. 
but they can sell, you know, four Stormtrooper figures with 12 bricks that build, like, a bomb. A little tiny little ship. (laughs) Right, right. They figured a way around that. All right, so here we have the new the new troops. The we've C- already met Jinx. Team. Uh, well, no, we haven't. This is the first time we've seen Jinx. Uh, we have Chuckles, Tunnel Rat, Big Lob, Jinx, and Law, who's for some reason Latino in this movie. Which is like their attempt. That, that's a very 1987 attempt at diversity. The problem is the voice actor is not Latino. He sounds doing, like Nacho Libre. Oh, Horribly racist text. <laughs> and neither is the character, at least not on any other media. Yeah, the character's not even supposed to be Latino. Well, which, Big Lob's not even supposed to be there, so well, what's he yeah. doing there? Yeah, we didn't get a Big Lob figure in the original line either, which was fine with me. I hated Big Lob, but did I still we, wanted a figure. Did we get Chuckles? Yeah, we got oh, Chuckles. Yeah. He was one of my favorites, because that Hawaiian shirt, was it stood out so much. <laughs> it was so different. Uh, yeah, these and Tunnel Rat was one of my favorites even before I knew he was kind of a tribute to Larry Hama. Uh-huh. Uh, Tunnel Rat was one of my favorite figures. One because he was actually shorter, uh, and That's you know cool. most of the Joe figures were exactly the same yeah. size. Um, but I think he had shorter thighs, maybe. I don't know. I know he was. I mean, he was. Just, it was a tiny bit shorter. Yeah, it yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't much, a huge difference. But for back in the day, right. Like it was. It was noticeable. Yeah. Back when everything was, was pretty only, much the same you know, size. Half a head taller or shorter was rare. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, I think Beachhead's my favorite character. Oh, Beachhead is one of my. Has always been one of my favorites. He's awesome. I, I liked Beachhead a lot. Um, and they. He's one of the characters that they do actually get. You know, because Larry Hama wrote the bios for for all of the action figures. He yeah. wrote their biographies. He nice. basically created all these characters up to a certain point. Up to a certain point, <laughs> uh, until well, until Crystal Ball came along, and then that was apparently written by Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yes, uh, which I don't think we ever saw Crystal Ball in any of. No, he came out in '87, but <laughs> that's so ridiculous. All right. uh, yeah, you he, can't he, go dive into water to escape electrified barbed wire. <laughs> like that's just a, submerged in water. You learn yeah. that really young. No, like when he did that, I was like, "What are you doing? You're gonna die!" <laughs> What's happening? I, I, I think Big Lob his his uh, commentary on his own actions is annoying. Uh, his presence as I am a basketball player is annoying. But the worst thing about him is his hair. What the fuck is going on with this guy's hair? <laughs> He's got a weird hairline. It, well, the shape and everything. It's not even like yeah. interesting 90s hip-hop hair. No. It, would, it wouldn't well, be because it's 87, but still. <laughs> it's like Sanford and Sunday. Like, you, had, you know, De La Soul and Kid and Play all had their interesting haircuts, but Big Lob just has, like, it's almost like a George Jefferson-looking, yeah, like, thing. I don't know what's up. And then here's, here's Order. It's a very large German Shepherd. Tell us about this anime. Well, it's a very gray German Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about this animation, Ryan Cadaver. <laughs> oh, it just looks like way worse than everything else in the movie. It's like they're like they're like, can my nephew please draw the dog? Like, all right, that's fine. He moves all awkwardly, and it's all. And he's and got he, this weird spiked collar. It looks terrible. And he goes over here and he bites this dynamite and makes and a chop <laughs> noise. <laughs> Oh yeah, that I, I totally overlooked when we were talking about all the GI Joe animals before uh, before we started recording. You know, we the Joe animals are all very well trained. We have a dog, we have a wolf, we have a parrot, uh, we have an eagle. eagle. 
but I totally forgot about Junkyard. Yeah. Who is who is better trained than Mutt. Who Mutt, Mutt and Junkyard were the precursors to Law and Order. I will say this, in the G.I. Joe comic book, one of the few moments that actually made me really sad and made me want to cry was when uh, the Dreadnoughts injured Junkyard and they tease that he might be dead for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really hurt me. <laughs> yeah, you don't mess with dogs. I don't I don't no. I don't need a does the dog die website for children's comic books. <laughs> <laughs> that his take is Madison. I like how much how easy access GI Joe has to Cobra's weaponry because this is not the only instance of them training with Cobra's well, let's, Cobra Commander is kind of incompetent and probably loses a lot of vehicles to G.I. Joe. That is an understatement. Cobra Commander, I, I've i been rewind before uh, the original run-through that we did uh, here. I, I've been going through the office again, and I, I made a few office comparisons. As Cobra Commander is the Michael Scott of terrorist organizations, <laughs> and uh, Serpentor would be the, if, if Dwight Schrute... Ended up in control. Yeah, that would be Serpentor. No, that makes a lot of sense actually. After watching this, but uh, but yeah, you're right. Cobra Commander's probably lost a lot of of his uh, assets to GI Joe over the years. Well, uh, literally though, we know it's a fact because that's Tiger Force. Yeah, was all repainted Cobra vehicles. Well, but before that, you actually had Python the Python Patrol, Patrol, which were repainted Joe vehicles. Joe vehicles. But we we already know yeah, for those of you who who are familiar with this movie via the dialogue that G.I. Joe is very unconcerned about wasting taxpayer dollars. Yeah. Let's find out if we just wasted a billion taxpayer yeah, like dollars. Scarlet oh, sounds oh, really oh. excited to yeah, announce right. that they might have wasted taxpayer dollars. <laughs> yes! Very a billion like dollars down the drain. Mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah, she's not worried about she's it at not all. So. You know, Jinx is... This is... I actually like the fact that they tied into comic lore at this point in time. Yeah. This is the first time, I believe... They mention the Blind Master. Who is not in this universe played by the RZA. No. Which is very fortunate, because that is literally the worst performance in any movie of all time, including Tommy Wiseau in The Room. Whoa. Oh, dude, it's, you saw the second G.I. Joe movie, right? No, I saw the first one. The second RZA, as the Blind Master, in the second G.I. Joe movie... Is the worst, the worst oh, thing wow. I've ever seen it, it's in a movie. Comfortably, uncomfortably bad in like a way that I can't even explain. And we're talking about a fucking GI Joe movie here. Yeah, like, like I didn't know what I don't know whether to laugh or be embarrassed. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's it's hard to watch. I watched the first one and I was like, man, and I just didn't see. No, I the no. first one is there are problems with it, but I it's not it. as bad as no, as I didn't people hate it. Say. I was just like, yeah. Now remember, if you ever see a woman in a G.I. Joe cartoon who's not a member of G.I. Joe or Cobra, she's probably a member of G.I. Joe or Cobra <laughs> in disguise. So keep that in mind as you're watching this scene. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to spoil anything for you if this is your first time watching the movie. It's pretty immediately apparent. Yeah, Ryan was on top of that one yeah. like before anybody even said <laughs> anything. Whereas, I, I I don't know, I can't, I can't remember well enough to know if 11-year-old me... Like, like caught on to that or not. Probably because we'd already had at this point, what, two seasons of Baroness dressing up as, as women yeah. and fooling G.I. Joe yeah. consistently. In a recent rewatch of the entire run of the G.I. Joe cartoon, there's an episode where I believe it's about Alcatraz, and there's a female character who the entire time, even as an adult, 
I was thinking, all right, when is she going to take her mask off and reveal to be the Baroness? And it never happens, and I think it's the only time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also the chick that helps Honda Shipwreck and... Oh, um, oh wait, uh, yeah, okay. Satin. Yes, there's yeah. Satin and there's Honda Lou. Honda Lou's the one that helps Snake Eyes... It helps Roadblock. Oh, is it Roadblock? Yes. And then there's the one that dresses Snake Eyes up in drag. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the, it happens every once in a while, usually in the miniseries. Are you getting an idea, Ryan Cadaver, of how insane this cartoon is? Oh, I have a very good idea, especially after watching this movie. And Snake Eyes. The furries and... Is it, who is it? Who's with Snake? Is it Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes and Shipwreck. And Shipwreck. And, and Polly and Timber, let's not and forget. And Polly they and also Timber dressed up. have to dress up as a band in the, what, country or city or whatever it's, that Cobra controls? Because they don't really use Springfield yeah, in the cartoon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just whatever Cobra stronghold. They're just there yeah. to entertain Cobra Commander. Yeah. So you have Snake Eyes in his full Snake Eyes like black ninja suit with a blonde wig and a floppy hat on and a dress and nobody knows dancing. Yeah, oh, wow, that's all. Awesome. It's amazing. So this is this is where they almost got like the PG thirteen rating at this point right here with Serrano's shapely ass. Yeah, Serrano was definitely uh, no. She wasn't my first. Uh, Young arousing at all that that honor goes to Aaron Gray as Wilma Deering <laughs> uh, from when the midgets tied her to a table and were ripping her clothes off with their telekinesis. But this, this was definitely this, this up says there. a lot about you as an adult. <laughs> Things become clear. Yeah, it explains a lot. <laughs> Those were my first stirrings of. Uh, Sexuality back in the day. I like the fact that Zorana's still wearing her swimsuit. It just has her little crop top thing on over it. Yeah, I, I thought that's some good design stuff because that's basically what she has as a figure, upper body wise. But I do feel like as soon as that tentacle came out of the water, she should have put some pants on. Yeah, <laughs> like clearly case. at that point, American. Well, no, she's not American. She's Australian or whatever she is. Uh, but whatever the case, clearly there was not as much exposure to anime. Uh, as we have now, 30 years we later. We know exactly what's going to happen when we see those tentacles. Yeah, animated tentacles are no joke, son. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what did you go. guys want it? What, there, was what a, there was a slap heard around the world oh, right you, there. You wrote, Bam! You wrote Tookie Doji. Oh, yeah, we, we, will, not, the yeah, we yes. will not be doing birth or legend of the Overfiend <laughs> as a needless commentary at all. So he clearly slapped her ass. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, right now there are all these people that are being named. I'm sure Lieutenant Falcon will be popping yeah, up yeah, on yeah. the news. Yeah, Lieutenant Falcon. Getting the Harvey Weinstein or the he's gonna have trouble Kevin Spacey. Or... Yeah. Oh, is Kevin Spacey one of them? I didn't hear oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You haven't heard yeah, that well. Like... I heard, um, oh, crap, I can't remember who it was now. Some, some younger actor came forward. Corey Feldman. Well, he's not and good. said... That when he was fourteen, maybe that was the Kevin Spacey. Movie. It was, yeah, was that Kevin was, Spacey. Was. Yeah, Anthony Rapp, kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, now, but now Kevin everyone Spacey. on House of Cards is saying that he was like harassing everyone. Really? Well, and, yeah. and now House of Cards has severed their ties with Kevin Spacey. Yep. They still have half a season of film, but he's not going to be in it. Well, I mean, Hollywood is going to just collapse at this point because. I mean, yeah. they I mean, were. If you can't, if you can't hire perverts, then who's going to work? <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, just, okay, like, so let's wait, 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 real quick, real quick. We have to point out all of the expended shells popping out of their laser rifles. <laughs> yeah. So and apparently, the those laser bolts right come out of shells. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? It's splicing. <laughs> Why do I love that? I don't know. 
Nothing I mean, like a little on-the-job training. To be followed by the line, keep on splicing. Yeah, keep on splicing. Keep splicing. That's a little crazy, though. It sounds like one of the voices in the fake PSAs. You know? <laughs> 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 I like, did they actually say that? Now, I wonder, are Nemesis Enforcer's wings invulnerable to everything, or just lasers? Well, he's apparently mm-hmm. the only person who the G.I. Joe ever shoots... Uh, yeah, he's the, the only one of the hit. cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're invulnerable to everything except feelings. Oh, <laughs> poor sad nemesis enforcer. Yeah. I might have to throw in the ballad of GI Joe at the end of this episode just for fun because <laughs> that's one of the greatest things ever. By the way, right there, uh, Falcon realizes, "Oh God, they broke in!" So he goes running. Jinx, meanwhile, just stands there, puts her hands on her hips, so she's completely useless. Well, it's because she's afraid she's going to have to jump out of a fucking second-story window like <laughs> Airtight just did. <laughs> Trap shrimps. No reason. Explosive shrimps. Uh, important part of the Cobra Law arsenal. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. That's pretty serious. I, how did you... <laughs> Nolan and Arian, how did you guys feel about Falcon? Uh, when you were when, when, the first time around, well, like the first thing I I had the figure, and I loved that figure. He had, it was a you know real military looking character. He led all my missions, and this movie comes out and they turn him into a complete goof. Yeah, fortunately, Flint was always my favorite. Uh, uh, see, I I dug Flint and uh, and character on the cartoon, but uh, yeah, like I, when this came out, like I thought Falcon was just like. You know, a chode. Well, and I couldn't figure out why you have a character. You make him a lieutenant. He's got. He's one of the highest ranked guys in the team. And you have. And I'm sitting here wondering this. Like, how did he get to this rank? Well, here's the thing, though, because uh, GI Joe isn't technically part of the military. They're they're an elite force that recruits from all branches of the military. So Falcon. My, here's here's my headcanon for this fucking idiot. <laughs> he's basically like Sergeant Bilko. Like, he's... He's he's failed uh, upward. Yes, he's sweet-talked his way to this rank. He schmoozed. Like, he's he's a guy who knows how to grease palms and move, is upwardly mobile, but is, skill set-wise, utterly incompetent. All he has is he's a smooth talker, and that's how he got to the rank of lieutenant and because he's Duke's half brother, Duke's like, "All right, Falcon." Maybe, maybe Duke doesn't even totally know what a schmuck Falcon is, and he's like, "All right, let's bring this guy up to the Joe Force. He's a lieutenant, sweet lieutenant, coming in, kicking ass, half brother." And then he gets there, and he's just a fucking asshole. Yeah, well, like I, that's. I mean, I know guys yeah. that are like that. Yeah. Now, like it, like everybody's had a boss. Or like a superior or supervisor is like clearly unqualified for yeah positions. yeah because they just know how to talk to the right people. Well, right. Going back to the office, essentially Falcon is well yeah Scott. Falcon is yeah. more Michael Scott than Cobra <laughs> Commander is really. Yeah. Um, true. But true facts. The uh, not to say that ranks don't matter within GI Joe, but you bring your rank in from outside. And I think so GI Joe, rank. right? I think GI Joe is more concerned about let's get the best guy for the job than they are about necessarily like General Hawk is the man, yeah. but like Duke is the field sergeant, and then Flint comes along, and Flint is a uh, Flint is a warrant officer. is he a, a warrant officer? Uh, but they like 
Duke and Flynn are kind of equals. So I think rank doesn't matter quite as much within G.I. Joe, but you do come in with your rank. That makes sense. We missed quite a few orifices. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, tentacle vaginas and... Yeah. I decided it would be more interesting to talk about the hierarchy of the G.I. Joe team than to talk, about, to talk about the giant and, yeah. buttholes and penises <laughs> and Cobra Commander being Sorry. tracked inside a clam. I'm in a clam! G.I. Joe is the one area where I will avoid penis and butthole talk <laughs> to talk about minutia of military rank. Alright, so yeah, we missed our big... Well, not introduction, but return to Cobra Law. And now this idiot's getting... Whoa, look at his angry eyes! Did you see that? (laughs) Wow! You have no right to be angry, you stupid douche. I don't know, like, who... Why does Rock and Roll and Tripwire get to sit down in this meeting? Seems like they're the only ones. I think they are actually ranking G.I. Joe officers. No, they're not. They're both, like, enlisted men. Well, no, Rock and Roll's a sergeant. Uh, Yeah, he's like... Well, they're all sergeants. And they're all sergeants. Well, no, everybody sergeant enlist- Joe. I believe everybody who's enlisted in G.I. Joe is actually a sergeant. Yeah, I think you're right. But in rock and roll, I know in some way has a weirdly high rank for a stupid surfer guy with a big gun. <laughs> uh, now, Tripwire, I honestly can't explain. I don't know why he's in there. They just wanted to draw Tripwire. Because they, <laughs> there are no minds in this movie. They're yeah. like, we got nothing to do with this guy. So I like, I like this character. The, I just want to draw him in this scene yeah. right here. We'll stick him in the, the courtroom, which is labeled courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> but it has the neat like sliding uh, sci-fi doors like everything else at G.I. Joe headquarters does. Yes. And low light. Wearing like sunglasses indoors. Well, sure. Well, look, there's low light in there. Yeah. Look at that shading. All right, so this is General Hawk. Uh, Wild Bill is is up there on the right in his nice uniform. Uh, both of them in their dress greens as opposed to the, the flight jacket and Wild Bill's ridiculous cowboy Yeah. Well, oh, don't worry. You're going to see him in that in about two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do get it. And then the other, I think one of them is Admiral Flagg. Uh, General Ledger. General Ledger? Or sorry, I mean Admiral Ledger. Admiral uh, Ledger? Captain of the Flag. Oh, okay, okay. Um, which which pissed me off when I was a kid that the, the flag, you know, in the cartoon it was established that it was this other guy, and then it came with Keelhaul. Yeah, which I liked Keelhaul a lot better. He was a badass. Oh, see, I did because I liked, I wanted a guy with a big beard. You wanted a big fat guy with a beard. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Because that's different. I want like my G.I. Joe's to be 80. Well, no, like, like <laughs> Tunnel Rat, it was different. He had a different size, a different shape. Like, it should have been a big fat guy with a beard. But instead, we get Kill Hall, who, yes, was an awesome figure, but okay. shouldn't have been the guy in charge of the flag. I felt the same way when they cast a, a non fat Dirk Gently. Mm, right, yeah, that doesn't. Well, well, they've never cast a, 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 a body type appropriate Dirk Gently, because this no. is what. The third adaptation of that, right? Yeah. And it's always been like a slender, young, good-looking guy, not a, and not a schlub. Yeah, it should be like a fat middle-aged dude. Yeah. Okay, right, that is a total Frank Frazetta mammoth right there. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Little way better than the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of bad when you put a lot more effort. Okay, we're watching the Web of Remembrance. Yes, the Web well. of Remembrance. Is there a toy of that? No, there wasn't. Although nowadays there would be. It would be some kind of thing you stuck your cell phone into. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a red space shuttle, by the way. 
I can't comment on that. I have no idea. Uh, a little a lot of these islands like a kiwi cut in half, because they're like people are assholes. Yeah, basically, like technology took over, okay. and now here's here's the part that makes me seethe with anger. Yeah, this is this is the retcon of all retcons, and there are a lot of problems with this because Cobra like Commander said, has the, blue skin and a bunch of eyes when he wears a hood all the time that shows like normal human eyes in the cartoon. Yeah, but, well, it shows the pink skin around his normal eyes, but. Even, like, it shouldn't matter because the comic and the cartoon were obviously... To- I love this Cobra guy just like, oh! <laughs> running away. Uh, you know, the comic and the cartoon, very separate continuities, completely different characterizations and everything. But the idea of Cobra Commander as the, the failed businessman who hates the government and feels like he got dicked over is great and makes sense. Yeah. This... I guess in the wacky world of... Cobra Law. Yeah, like, it, it does make sense, but it still bothered me. But what now, 30 years later, what bothers me is that uh, Galobulus is talking about this guy, this nobleman who caught his eye, and the first thing we see of this nobleman is him fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. I, yeah. It was like, oh, this guy was so great that we, you know... Made sure that he could have his own army and all this stuff, and you're like, he, he looks like a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, he totally. I, I, I ah, right. yeah. Well, it wasn't any competence he displayed. He just sang real well. Cobra Law's got talent. We had a competition, and uh, this maybe, nobleman. Maybe this is not how we pick our military leaders. Yeah, <laughs> and it also he's bothered got more me. eyes than me. Let's we'll use them. It, it also bothered me that we get that far into Cobra Commander's origin. But did not learn what his name is. Yeah. Like, and I don't care, you know. His fl- name is used to be a man. Flutherin <laughs> or whatever, you know. I don't I don't care. Just give him something. Because he keeps saying. Maybe it's Cobra Commander. It might be. Could be. All right. Now, this horrified me as a kid. Were you guys worried about the threat of Space Force at all? Oh, I know. Uh, uh, this upset me terribly. I was but, more worried about Soviet nuclear missiles. Yeah. No, I, I definitely wasn't. I was much more worried about being turned into a turned into a mindless. More plausible. Yeah. yeah. It's it's well, it was more immediate at least. Yeah. Like, cause when I was eleven, I wasn't paying any fucking attention to the news. I like I, I never thought anything was going to happen with those guys, but but you, the idea you, you, yeah, of, you didn't have a hippie mother. No, taking no. Taking you around to John Denver giving talks about anti nuclear proliferation. No. Definitely nine. <laughs> Almost the opposite yeah. of that, actually. Yeah. No, I was very concerned about being devolved. <laughs> I, I, I was watching Rocky uh, Rocky Four and thinking, man, we got to take down those Russians. Yeah. No, I watched. Well, Rocky no, I was, no, I was on board with that. I, I watched Rocky Four and that, like that, soothed me, calmed me, because then I knew we'd won because <laughs> it wouldn't make a movie to lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we win is with James Brown concerts and boxing matches, right? Oh, his buff blue body turning into a snake. A buff gold body snake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this this part's pretty horrific. Like, it kind of bothered me. Like, when he's, like, turning into a snake and he's like, I was a man! And I'm like, damn, dude. Which is not really true, because he wasn't a man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noble snake creature. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's just like he's lo- you could see him losing his humanity for the rest of the movie, and it's mm-hmm. kind of fucked up. Yeah, that upset me in the same way that the Dirt Benedict movie upset me. Which which may be worthy of a commentary at some point. Actually, yeah, have you guys seen that one? Yeah. Why would you have both of your helicopter pilots in the same helicopter? It seems like a waste of resources. Well, one of them is... Yeah, from the Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lift ticket is like your guy now. Like, he's the one he's that's the helicopter pilot. Oh, yeah. But while Bill... Up, he needs it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, he needs a kick in the ass into the sky. And Wild Bill just likes riding in the helicopters and now. saying "Yeehaw!" Because mostly what Wild Bill does is it's just yeehaw. do court court martials now. Yeah, he's moved on. So, all right, I get that you know he's a fuck up, and they sent him away to get trained by Sergeant Slaughter. But Slaughter, he just has his own team, and he kind of works outside of GI Joe. Is that right? Or am I? He's yeah, yeah, training these guys. Yeah, he's out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I don't know why we had to get that lingering <laughs> shot of Mercer's ass and crotch and taint, but we did. Well, you had to get that big, you know, cobra with the cross through it. Which yeah, apparently and he's like, Cobra! Falcon's never seen Ghostbusters, what or else you know that means he's against Cobra. <laughs> or a no-smoking sign. Yes. Uh, even as a kid, I thought that was stupid. I was like, he's got an anti-cobra patch right on his chest. Falcon, you're even worse than I thought you were. Yeah. Dude, his gun's huge. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's the biggest right. pistol I've ever seen. face. How can he hold that? <laughs> He's got giant hands. Yeah, yeah you're right. Let's see about a guy with a big pistol. <laughs> These big guys holster. were all drawn by <laughs> Rob Lakefield? Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, they've got ankles and recognizable feet. <laughs> but they all, like, appear to be, like, larger. They're definitely the, the next level of G.I. Joe design, like... They're the ones that are really taking the we don't have a dress code <laughs> to the next level. Like, yeah. this is... You you know, know, bazooka, I usually, bazooka broke the mold and everybody else yeah. from that point in time was downhill. I usually cite Battle Force 2000 as where I sort of fell out of love with G.I. Joe, but but the beginning of the end, as much as I loved them, was, was the Renegades. Well, you see... They're not actually in combat uniforms. They're training, so we can say that they don't need to be but, in. This. But they never, they never change. Like that's that's the figures came out, man. That's what they looked like. Well, yes. That was it. <laughs> but I, I love Taurus. I love Mercer. Uh, Red, not Red Bull. Red, Red Dog. <laughs> Red, Red Bull. <laughs> I got so much energy to kill cobras. <laughs> I've been drinking the full loco all day. And another Oof. fucking sporto jersey. Oh, he's because he's a football player. Yeah. That. What do you think of that origin, Ryan? It was just really odd. Like he just—that was the weirdest, shortest. But what's weirder, the football player who got kicked out for necessary roughness, or the circus acrobat? Yeah, I think that's with not a, bad. With a few loose screws. Oh, I always <laughs> like it when they throw in like a sideshow guy. Like, <laughs> Like, I think it's kind of cool. Right. Like, okay. he can swallow fire. I don't know. But you're just, you're just a football player who's more of a dick than other football <laughs> yeah. players. You're the douchiest As football I was player. earlier, you would think with all of the numbers that you could possibly pick, uh, you wouldn't have two 14s in both Big Lob that and really Bazooka. Odd. That's good trivia, though, because yeah. I didn't, I, I never... Uh, but when you pointed that out, it's like all I could see. Like I think it was just so they could, like, if they wanted to ever make a Big Lob figure, they could just use Bazooka's torso. <laughs> was yeah yeah that was a sculpt it wasn't it it wasn't just painted on yeah 
That would have been weird though, because Big Lot. Well, they wouldn't have cared though. They would have just put different arm, different upper arms, on, yeah, like bare upper arms with bazooka's torso. You're right. All right, Roadblock is rhyming. Uh, we can't hear him, but you know he is. And then the Horror. fucking horrifying bug key. key. And purple snake eyes, which is something that I, I was always bothered with. Really? See, that cartoons. never bugged me. I just figured it was it was an animation thing. Yeah, but I thought I, well, they could have picked never, a better color than purple. I never thought of him as purple. I just thought of it as, well, it's it's black and just... You just can't see the detail of it. <laughs> right, right. Although see, look funny. at Cobra Commander's hand. That's yeah, black. Right. It looks great. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. And her cape. Yeah. And the Baroness. Yeah, but if Snake Eyes was black and had little white lines on him like that, it would look weird. But you may, yeah, you may have a point here. Oh, look, there were some Cobra Law women that I didn't notice before. Um, I wish Snake Eyes had a bigger part in this. Well, you know, I, yeah. Well, the problem with Snake Eyes in the cartoon is he doesn't talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they always had trouble really giving him significant. Him. Like he's he's got. He doesn't have much of a role in this at all. No. Uh, he's in the mass device. Is Where when, he gets irradiated. Yeah, he gets irradiated yeah. and makes a wolf friend. Uh, and then other than that, he, he actually isn't in the cartoons a whole heck of a lot. And here comes the tentacle porn. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, this is where Urtsuk, Doji came yes. up. Yeah. Got mentioned, unfortunately. And we all knew what it was, yeah. which is sad. <laughs> oh! I used to be a man. I was a man. Now I'm a snake. And now we get the big reveal that he is... I made a huge mistake. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, wait, it's not yet, because it's not until they're in the water here in a minute. We get the reveal that Cobra Commander is now slightly more hideous than he was before. Yes, Ro- Roblox still has his vision at this point. So. Yeah, yeah. Glad that, that clears up, though. I'm just upset that Cobra Commander's stirrup pants are ruined. Um, do they explain what happens to Cobra Commander after this? So they do, sort of. Yeah. In the Deke cartoons... They bring Cobra Commander back to human form in the very first miniseries. But, like, human-human. Yeah. Like, not even blue guy with lots of eyes human. How does that work? Magic? I can't remember. I don't... Do they... I don't think they even explain it, do they? No, just some weird, like, sci-fi trope thing where they put him on a... They put him on, like, a table and they send some energy through him and... Oh, that's right. They do... He does actually show up as a snake. Yeah. But they... Uh... Didn't they? I can't even remember. It's been so long since I've watched. I the think you're right. I think Operation Dragonfire series. Well, and that's I. I bought it a couple of years ago because it was on Amazon for next to nothing. So I've got the whole Deke run now. Yes, yeah, they locate the like snake that was Cobra Commander. Yeah, that's crazy. And then they turn him back, and, and they zip it. right past it. It's like Doctor Mindbender is like, now I will use the non snake anymore raid. And then it's like, yeah. <laughs> but I think it ties into the whole Python Patrol thing because that's when they do the whole Python Patrol troopers. Yeah, and they use magic to to repaint all the GI Joe stuff that they've captured. This one does. Which Python Patrol, like it's I don't know about the concept, but they looked awesome. It looked good. Like, the paint scheme was badass. I still think the Tiger Force is the best of the repaint I, I don't agree with that. I, I never liked Tiger I liked Force. This. 
This were good? Well, actually, no. I take it back. My favorite was the Operation Brazil repaints that were the first <laughs> ones they did yes. uh, that were Toys R Us exclusive that came with an audio cassette of... And the a, character of Claymore. Yes. It was the repaint of Footloose. Yes. Um, that is... If... there, There's a small list of original... This is a great okay, shot, here's the, the right here. Yes. And he's a lot more hideous, I take it back. How in the hell did he see out of that mask? It's got, you know, transistors and shit. <laughs> I'm sure if Sean was here, he could explain it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, 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 hashtag, hashtag power loader. Yeah. <laughs> level of animation in this movie changes so much from it does. scene to scene. Yeah. Because that was a beautiful shot they just had there with Cobra Commander's face reveal. And then they'll go into something where people are just, like, wobbling all over the place. And then there's terrible... Mo- terrible movement, and I—I yeah. I would imagine what happened is at some point in production they realized that this was not going to get the big theatrical release. Yeah, like before like it was really completed. Bad. Yeah, like this. All of it. Yeah, that was that. That almost looked like the critic. There was like the most. Jar- not the critic. Uh, the most jarring. <laughs> the most jarring one to me was when uh, Jinx and yeah, uh, yeah. Beachhead were fighting. Yeah. There's like an like. There's the scene, like, in between, like, bookended by, like, the normal animation, and then in the middle, it's just terrible. Yeah. It's, like, grainy and shitty looking. It's a little distracting. Yeah. This always bothered me, too, because, like, Falcon's a total shitbag, and I was like, why is this badass, who's my least favorite of the badasses, but is still a badass, why is he helping this guy out? Yeah. He's showing off. Look at his giant computer screens. Everybody comes home or nobody comes home. (laughs) That's right. I, well, I like that they have the giant computer screens, but then Sergeant Slaughter has to use this little teeny weeny. Yeah, yeah. But he's hardcore. He's a neat. Yeah, you're right. I, I imagined as a kid that every military base had gigantic computer screens in it that people just sat in front of all day. And, and, <laughs> and everything is being filmed at all angles at all times. Yes, because they can so. see everything they, can see anything they need to. Anything. I've been I've been rewatching Archer lately, and uh, I just got to the part where. They uh, be, they become Archer Vice, and uh, Krieger sets up the the surveillance stuff in uh, Cheryl Pike's mansion, and he's like, "I've got cameras everywhere. You know, the pool, the bedroom, the bathroom, this other angle of the bathroom, this other <laughs> other angle of the bathroom." <laughs> it's like, oh, Krieger, you magnificent bastard! So Baroness does get her moment in disguise. Yep. Uh, and you point out just Zorana now. Yeah. You and pointed Baroness out that she took off her helmet way too early. <laughs> yeah, you think she would have at least gotten off base before she took it off and laughed immediately. Like, like, Ha-ha. I, I have to, I, I have to out myself here. Is Baroness was my first uh, cartoon crush of any sort back in the day. She, uh, I don't know, some some chick in a, a skin tight black uh, leather whatever outfit. Yeah. Always done it for me. I, I will say that, despite the fact that other characters had awakened to me at that point in time, for some reason the Baroness didn't really do much for me at the mm-hmm. time. Where I growing up now, I probably would have you know felt differently. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's always been consistent for me. <laughs> I did like Zorana. Uh, she was uh, yeah. Maybe that episode with Mainframe where they had the little romance was yeah. uh, you know. I remember that episode. Helped that along. And of course, Lady J. She was always, always my favorite. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, they, I like how they have to point out that no matter how evil you are, you have to have air conditioning units. Yes. And vents, so. Yes, even the evil require air conditioning. And air conditioning vents that are large enough for not just, like, you know, people to oh, wiggle God. through, like, in Die Hard, yeah. but, uh, you know, giant men to sit there. Yeah, they're way larger than an average dude. Yeah. Come out to the coast, we'll have some laughs. <laughs> Or John McClane. My favorite Christmas movie. It's the best Christmas movie ever made. That's empirical fact. I bet Sean's never seen it. He used his legs as a ladder. That was kind of badass. If we find out Sean's never seen Die Hard. I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't. We honestly. We probably have to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> I, I don't think punching someone in that, like, that shielded face mask is probably going to knock him out that easily, but these guys are exceptionally strong. Yeah. Well, I like how they, they went in with no guns and they made a really big deal about it. Now they have a fucking arsenal. Yeah. Also, those shiny face masks are probably not good for playing poker, so. No. <laughs> it's all just a giant wash. Everybody's like, why do you keep, why do you keep folding? So is that on their mask, the intruder thing? So the, they've established that, like, the things that they say will go across their little, oh, and they've, and okay. I've seen people as, I've seen people do televiper, uh, masks. Oh, really? I've seen a full televiper costume done. But they've actually done the masks that scroll those little LEDs across the eyes when That's they kind of awesome. That snake microphone's badass too. That snake microphone is incredible. That was the first thing I saw when I got back in. Yeah. That's uh, this. Occur- oh wow! Look at that super snake. Yeah, it's it's a snake, but it's like three times the size of a normal snake. It's like a snake combined with those robots that uh, Duke and whoever had to fight. Yes. And then there's also the giant water robot that was that was had a snake shape to it, or the big robot from uh, the Joe uh, three or four, whichever one it was, where it infiltrated the pit in the yes. comic book. Yes, yes. So, this this bothers me. Like Sarge is like. We, like these guys are out oh, here. Right. Right. Oh, sorry, slapping. You gotta, you gotta put it off for the interrogation. <laughs> you, the you bastard! Interrogation scene. How dare you infiltrate my base? Where he is just. I demand satisfaction. You. <laughs> Tell me. Tell and me why got, you're here. We've got our first appearance of blood in this thing. Yeah. yeah. And I can't believe he's bleeding from that. I mean, what a bitch. Blood <laughs> <laughs> well, Falcon. We've established. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, he's like, a suck ass. This is what. Like, so, so this is what bothers me. Like, yeah, like these guys that Sarge has got are badass, but like he's still in the process of whipping them into shape. It's right. Established. And Falcon sucks. He counts as like negative people. <laughs> and, like you're gonna send like. Basically, four pretty badass dudes and one chode, and just destroy the terror drum. Right. Why didn't you do this forever ago? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. I can't even argue that. Yeah. But uh, Fal- all Falcon does this whole movie is get other people fucked up, because now Sergeant Slaughter has like a fucking face hugger on his face, yeah. which, if that thing had gotten left on there, like... Well, one, why didn't they design... Because I assume all of these Cobra Law things are genetically engineered, because that's that's what Cobra Commander was doing, was trying to create, like, fucked up Lovecraft spore weapons or whatever. So this thing that was on Sergeant Slaughter's face, why wasn't it designed to basically be like a face hugger and put Cobra Law bullshit into him? 
But, you know. It would have been a crazy twist at the end. It would have been too. Oh, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter's like, well, guys, looks like we won the. Cthulhu comes out of his chest. Cobra seemed like they were dead set on having all the spores affect everybody on Earth at the same time. They didn't want anyone to have, you know, those effects happen early. Oh, you're right. That would have given away. It would have been like. It would have been like us telling Ryan about Galobulus' tail too soon. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. We're in the whole movie. <laughs> and now the BET, once again the focus of the story. Black Entertainment Television. And we will see, uh, you know, we just saw one base get infiltrated, and now we're about to see another base just get fucked up. Because uh, yeah. Cobra is Shit not is sending five up. people. Well, four people in a shit bag. I feel like there's probably a CMT too, but nobody gives a shit about it. <laughs> the chlamydia mutant transmitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will give everyone on the planet chlamydia. CMT through the power of country music. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about it because he used to hear TNA impact on it. Oh, oh no. no. Wait, did CMT have impact? I don't know. I don't See, think so. It sounds, it sounds like something they would The do Nashville that. Network got yeah, raw when they yeah. turned into TNN. Yeah, and then no, it I became remember Spike that. TV. Yeah, and yeah. then it became Spike. And then it went back to USA. And Wild Bill, who is not piloting this helicopter, for sure watched CMT and the Nashville Network. Look at that dog. Well, that dog looked a little better yeah, than did. he did earlier. Yeah. I love the trouble bubble. Let's talk about Cobra's wacky fucking weapons. We have the trouble bubble and the fang glider here. Trouble bubble's awesome. They were, yeah. they they were great until bubble. the pogo came along, and that was terrible. I oh, see, I liked the pogo. Bubble. You didn't have a trouble bubble? Nah, they oh, were I awesome. Feel bad for you. My friend John had like three or four. I never had a trouble bubble. I, really? I, no, I never had one. Holy I did have shit. a claw. I loved my claw. A claw, right. That thing is the helicopter. Claw yeah, is the glider. Right, this is the weirdest bukkake scene that I've ever seen. And the yeah. noises that they make. There's sci-fi. We got sci-fi. Cover girl. We got we got a few little cameos from some forgotten Joes. And everything's just getting sprayed by white stuff from the sky. Yeah. And then we've got Chuckles, who's going to jumpstart this helicopter. And instead of giving him time to get in, they're like, just going to leave him up top. Well, and here's the other thing: is they drive it out of the garage. This is not how helicopters work. <laughs> <laughs> You don't fucking drive a helicopter yeah, with like cars. <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to ask Sean about that one. Yeah. And sadly, he's not here. He's busy becoming a unicorn. <laughs> um, so Big Lob and Jinx are piloting. Chuckles is fucking riding bareback with a pistol, shooting down these giant <laughs> semen flyers. Chuckles has this, like, chain-fed machine gun. I mean, not Chuckles, but Tunnel has a chain-fed machine gun that's shooting lasers. That shoot lasers. Yeah. Sure, sure. They're all lasers. As one does. And now they've been taken down by the giant tentacle semen. I, and there's I, no way that Chuckles survives this. Well, but he does because he's Chuckles. wearing he's wearing a Kevlar Hawaiian shirt. Not only does he survive it, he's the first one to rescue the rest of them. Yeah. Right. They're he's all screwed if it's not for him. All right. Well, if he'd been inside, he would have just died with everyone else. Yeah, sure. He's tragic. literally on top of shit. But everyone's just totally fine. Now the Dreadnoughts, who for some reason are all crowded onto the Thunder Machine as opposed to riding their individual Snowder... Well, they wouldn't have the Snowder cycles here. <laughs> well, let's be fair. The Dreadnoughts are not really... They are dumbasses. By the way, they my are... favorite part of that animation was that the Thunder Machine had the foot pegs on it. Oh, did it really? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> tremendous. That's how uncomfortable would that be? Oh, here it is. Cobra. 
His face uh, isn't moving anymore for the past couple scenes. Well, they've, it's, he's in the cockpit. They've oh, got to keep a low profile. Here we have the Dune slash Beetlejuice sandworms. <laughs> the evil spiky worms that freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't like pretty, that at all. That thing's pretty badass. It is. I wanted a toy of it, even though it scared me. And then ah. Scarlet's... Ah. See, if they would put bubbles on their shit, then they'd be fine. Right? Absolutely. They're just sitting out in the open. Yeah, I like how the gunner on that one, he's just sitting right up top. Yeah. At the time, I thought it was badass, and I'll be honest, I kind of still do. I don't, you know. Well, they got to show the character. Right. right. You can't have him inside the tanks. No. That, yeah, how boring like, would that be? Yeah, I just need to be the biggest target I can possibly be on this battlefield. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put the other two guys in a giant glass dome. Well, look, when you're fighting an enemy that's dressed in neon pink shoulderless tank tops, you got to do something to get some attention on yourself. That's true. And now Nemesis Enforcer, looking way more badass as a cartoon than he did as an action figure, with his extendable claws that cut through. Yeah, he's uh, fucking awesome. Gigantic steel pods. What's the term? There's got to be a term for that kind of shell thing like that. That hmm. whatever it doesn't matter because Duke has just pulled the cannon off of the uh, Mirage. Mirage, right? Silver Mirage. Silver Mirage. Yes. Motorcycle. Oh, but it's too late. It was all for naught. For dreadnought. What about the the stupid thing that uh, they're writing? I think it's later on where they're writing them. The thing they lay down on. LCD. 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 Recon sled. Yeah, recon sled. No, that one I didn't have because I didn't want it. I, uh, I mean, I wanted it all. I thought it was all cool, but that thing is dumb. I loved it back then, but it's it's dumb. The Triple T tank, on the other hand, is fucking awesome. I love my Triple T tank. Yes. That was the only way I got my slaughter, because I didn't. I missed out on the window of mailing in. As did I, and I was furious because the Triple T slaughter just had the green camo and the black tank top and did not have USA or the red, white, and blue stripes. Here's a question for you, as okay. the biggest toy collector in the room. Did you have the LGN-style Sergeant Slaughter wrestling figure that they offered? Back then? Yes. What Hasbro now? made an LGN, LJN-style Sergeant Slaughter figure. What was it? It was... How did you get it? it? Was, I think it was a mail-away. Yeah, it was a mail-away, because John had it, and he had the mail-away. Well, the mail-away was the one they had the USA... Original, yeah, that was the original mail-away figure, but oh, like, they did I believe the one? next year, yeah. Oh, no, I don't know anything about that. Ah, that's the worst. Uh, oh, there's Duke's brutal execution at the hands of Serpentor. Yeah. His comification. Yeah, well, as we all know, because uh, we've all had medical training here, if you do receive a snake through the heart, yeah. it puts you in a coma. And then a giant pink bat spider will steal <laughs> the Black Entertainment Network. <laughs> Television, black entertainment television. I mean, it was kind of in the shoulder. I mean, not quite. Dude, that was right. You think so? Right through, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And if you watch here, the blood shifts to the other side of his chest. There's a few inconsistencies. There's, yeah, they they had a couple of Like, his knife has turned green a couple of times. Look, it's on the right side there. Yeah. That was actually how they used the ad. They actually used LJN figures in the ad, and I believe there was a lawsuit involved because of it. But that, I mean, that's... 
you're talking about an LJN style, like a big I rubber. That one? was produced by that was produced by Hasbro. Can't be Hasbro. It was. It can't sold be sold as a mail away if through GI Joe magazine. If anything, this has to be an LJN figure. Well, no, it says Hasbro at the bottom right yeah. there. Wow, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, it was in. Uh, I yeah, Hasbro Joe should magazine. get sued for that shit. That's crazy. You can't do that. Yeah, especially having him stand on Hulk Hogan's neck. Right, right. <laughs> wow, no, I didn't know about that at all. That's real? That's that's a real thing, that's yeah. for sure? Yeah, that was in the magazine when I was... Well, and I would... Uh, honestly, I wouldn't have been interested in that anyway, because I always hated the LJN wrestling figures. Yeah. Because they're the just... donkey clubbers. Yeah, the they're just these big rubber, hard rubber figures. I never, I never liked them. I, now, like, I've got a few, and I think they're kind of neat, but, like... I, I just I never cared anything about them. The Hasbro ones, though, those are awesome. All right, now it is time to broadcast Comic View to the entire world, and it's a <laughs> Freddie Griffin episode, so the entire planet's going to commit suicide. Eddie Griffin, pardon me, Eddie Griffin, Eddie Griffin. You can tell here how comes the time where extremely <laughs> slow, but then sort of fast, but then not, slow again. Not taking a normal pattern. It just seems well. Like this is Cobra Law technology, so we don't know. It 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 may look alien and odd to our eyes. Does that time worm have free will, or is it like just going in the way that Galobulus is? It's trained of, yeah. by Cobra Law scientists yeah. to whatever pattern it may use. To, to take seven hours. Why does that guy have a D-pad, like, game controller on his gun? Just in case. Oh, okay. by the way, um, <laughs> Pit Viper Studios, the shill, they produce G.I. Joe uh, helmets mainly, but they also do that particular gun. And for the mold, he did use the D-pad for that part of the gun. Oh, nice. really? Yeah. Oh, nice. oh, I totally forgot. We were supposed to be pointing out all of the <laughs> characters that you have dressed up as. Yeah. Uh, cross Country. Cross Country. Monkey Wrench. Monkey Wrench. Um, Sergeant Slaughter. No, well, yeah, yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. That was, that was my pre, pre-finest days. Uh, but it's still, you yeah. did it. Airtight. Airtight. Of course, the classic Cobra Trooper. Uh, Scrap Iron does not appear in this movie. Yes, he does. He's oh, he does? Scene. Oh, He shit. is among the Council of Cobra Elders, who is uh, making fun of Cobra Commander. Oh, okay, okay. I don't believe he has any lines. Uh, Flint. That's yeah, right. All of this is just kind of sad. Hundreds of dollars invested. I used invested. to be a man. <laughs> now I'm a snake. And conveniently... Oh, and by the way, I have done Frostbite as well, but he's not in this scene. Just his vehicle. So no iceberg... Doing- um, no, I've not done Iceberg. <laughs> You're doing a Lifeline cosplay, right? Uh, my no, girlfriend does. I, I am not doing Lifeline because he is a piece of shit. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you. But but I do. But I Lifeline based animosity come from? I do appreciate the accuracy and dedication of uh, Rebecca's Lifeline costume, and I wish she was here with us to defend that sissy pacifist <laughs> piece of trash. <laughs> Because on his file card, it's part of his his thing that he's a pacifist. Uh, I'm like, you don't need to be in GI Joe. No. But but like Doc is a kid. Doc is also a pacifist. Well, but and Doc doesn't actually is, have weapons. It is not Lifeline stated does. as explicitly because uh, Lifeline that was like the cornerstone of his deal. Um, but Lifeline was but a well drawn out character. Lifeline is a great character design. 
Yeah. Like yeah. the red and white. You know, they also did a lot of great stuff with him, like both in the cartoon right. and the comics. And he's going to get shot immediately, because yeah. that bright red and white outfit, you know, they're going to take out the medic. Because as, as, as those of us who have played Arkham Knight know, oh, yeah. no, you yeah. got to take the medics out first. Immediately. The, a lot of games like that, like the healer's got to go. Yeah. You can't deal with that shit. Nah. What were you saying, Noel? Oh, say that Lifeline actually had some really great story arcs in both the cartoon and the comic based on that. Like, all the conflict between him and his family because he went to the military, uh, the stuff in the in the comics where he was fighting off people with his martial arts knowledge, but not actually, you know, hurting them with guns. Uh, Mr. Otis is tired of hearing about Lifeline, so I'm going to let him upstairs. <laughs> Fair. He hates complex characters. Yeah. Complex <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, Cobra Commander doing the, sh- the Cobra man. Shuffle. Once again, going back to terrible animation when we just saw a great animation two minutes ago. There's the yeah, C team showing up. Flint is very grateful. No, I'll I will totally admit that. When I was a kid, I really did hate Lifeline for that whole pacifist thing. But now I kind of just maintain it as a gimmick. I mean, it, <laughs> well, it, you know, Mel Gibson made that movie. made that movie about him, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. That probably changed your mind. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's about a pacifist. Oh, Jesus! Fucking assholes. And keeping them from dying on the battlefield. There's a lot of Jesus in that movie. A whole lot of Jesus. In a Mel Gibson movie? <laughs> yeah. I know it's surprising. <laughs> Alright. Now, I loved... I can't remember what those vehicles were called. The the, the, the Dreadnought. The Swamp Skier. Or the... Those are the Swamp, swamp Fires. Copters or whatever swamp they were. Fire. Uh I loved those vehicles because I always liked the weird Dreadnought colors that their mm-hmm. stuff ended up with. But that was like one of the flimsiest things they ever released. Because well, those pontoons would just pop right off. And those yeah. colors, actually, that, that wouldn't change colors, too, in the sun. That's right, it did. Because it was that nice, like, neonish green. Mm-hmm. It was much brighter than what we're seeing. Uh, in the I, here's the question. Did I you remember ever, those uh, color-changing gimmicks. Did you ever put your tongue on any of those color-changing no. toys? No. I'm one of the weird ones that did, and they always tasted really weird. <laughs> As opposed to the rest of the non-color-changing no, toys? No, they, they had, like, a really weird... Yeah, no licked all of his yeah, toys. As soon as he got them out of the package, he was like... Yep, that one's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Salty, but not too salty. No, I wasn't... uh, I don't remember who turned me on to that idea. I was like, hey, lick Zartan. (laughs) Okay, I'll lick Zartan. (laughs) Sure enough, has a weird chemical flavor to him, and so did his Swamp Skier, and so did uh, the Swamp Fire. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Zarana, I might have licked. No, I've never... Well, who didn't lick Zarana? That that (laughs) I understand. You know, the Nintendo Switch made the cartridges to where, like, there's a reaction if you lick them. Oh, put yeah, them in your they, mouth. What? They taste, like, horrible. Yeah. Because they're worried about kids eating them. Oh, because they're, they're so small. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So. Because kids are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. some kids may put their toys in their mouth. Well, that's... <laughs> and we were just having a conversation about that the other day. Is there, And I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's some toy line that doesn't have functionality that it used to. And it's because, like... One kid somewhere yeah. 
came up with the bright idea to like stick a rocket in his nose or something, and now none of us can have cool yeah. stuff because no. that idiot kid sucks. I you was, can't dumb down everything for the lowest common denominator. No. Yeah, on dark those are the ones you want to weed out. Yeah. Like, if they're dumb enough to choke on the G.I. Joe rocket, then we're better off without them. Yeah. Let him go. Let me tell you how much of a pain in the ass it is when I was setting up all my Transformers figures again last night, and the the Jazz that was from the re-release that has a rocket that is six inches long because the one that was originally one apparently is oh so small for Americans swallowing. Yeah, them. yeah. So the thing will not stay up on his head; it just keeps falling forward. Uh, yeah. Stupid well, that's kids and your choking hazards. That first, the first American masterpiece, Optimus Prime, they released that had the shortened yeah. smokestacks because America is dumb in that way. Yeah. Oh, you might put your eye out. Right. This bridge is alive. It, dude, uh, it's it's horrifying. Looks so Ugh. It's like a stick bug. I yeah. hate... Yes. So we're, we are deep into the hell that is Cobra Law right now. Yeah. And as a kid, all of this stuff... Like, I, you know, I don't specifically remember having nightmares, but it's all nightmares. It's all freaky. Including Tunnel Rat's insane <laughs> laugh, which I, we don't have subtitles to know if it, said, if it would say maniacal laughter. Yeah. But it definitely um, is maniacal. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But uh, all of this stuff, just hard. Like, I even remember it was a little tough for me to watch. Because I, I don't like bugs. Like, bugs really bother me. Yeah. That's one of my phobias, I guess. Yeah. I, I hate going into the wilderness, the outdoors, because of that. Yeah. I, like, I, I can't. I hate them. And so all of this was just... This was like watching a horror movie. Did for he me. get another gun? Because he just smashed one on that other one and it disintegrated. I guess somebody just handed him another uh, gun. They've got a, a, a never-ending supply of little laser weapons. Yeah, that that generic rifle, which again we didn't even see that rifle in toy form until the 25th anniversary, because that rifle wasn't pu- that specific rifle. Uh, that one came <laughs> with a snow job. Did it? Yes, that that it didn't have figure. the cartridge on it. Uh, I was thinking it had the cartridge on the front. Uh, the one, the one that has the little D-pad, the little laser gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the one that came with snow. Okay, gun. but that was it. And it wasn't two other figures. It wasn't had it too. the standard issue that it is in the cartoon. Yeah. Well, it was like I think it was specifically designed as a laser pistol or a laser gun, and so they were like, right, oh, we gotta right. have them all have lasers. As, as opposed to as opposed to Falcon shotgun that just shot lasers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing more egregious though than the heavy machine guns that shoot lasers. Uh, yeah. Um, but the 25th anniversary made good use of the standard issue Joe rifle that, well, in those troop builder packs, yeah. like they did, they did the green shirts, they did, uh, desert style green shirts, but they, and they all had just that, mm-hmm. that standard rifle. That's, that's part of the reason why I love that line so much is the guy, whoever was in charge of it. Like Maybe the source material, they yeah, yeah they they knew the stuff they they knew what it was. Oh, there's Pythona's weird venom claws that That's cut through pretty, that pretty. cut through plastic, <laughs> and that also no one could get through the shield <laughs> unless they have a knife, uh, and also somehow set that Crimson Guard's head on fire. <laughs> I'm still not quite sure what that reaction was, and then there's that the, is just disgusting. Yeah, that is repulsive. Clam worms. Ugh. And now if they take prisoners, where are they going to keep them? Because their giant clam, clam gina, is out of commission. <laughs> Throw them in the clamma. 
Yes. Uh, so Jinx is... Look, there's a guy just standing in the background there in one yeah. of the weird Cobra Law transparent bubble things. Fortunately for Falcon, and unfortunately for us, Serpentor told that snake to choke instead of stabbing. Yeah. And now we get the great snake fight. Yep. Which that means nobody that wanted. Falcon lied earlier when he said he'd completely turn into a snake, because he came up there talking, and I've never seen a talking snake outside of the Garden of Eden. Mm. Well, maybe oh, man, maybe that's, that's what Cobra Law is. Yeah, it could be. Lost in the Garden of Eden. Well, and Cobra Law was, of course, a play on Shangri-La, and it was apparently just a placeholder until they came up with a better name. And they just never did. Which they never did. Yeah. Because they were told, your movie... Oh, and now this is how we dispatch Pythona. Boba Fett style. Yeah. yeah that sucks. The she most badass it. warrior in the whole movie, except maybe for Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Who's just elbow dropping. Yeah. Well, as, you know, it would work. Yeah. Look, if I was laying on the ground and Ryan ran and just... Full force dropped an elbow on my chest. Once I'd be done. Well, yeah. I, wanna, I, wanna, I wouldn't even need the extra one for the United States of America. I want to <laughs> see the Cobra Clutch, and I want to see the atomic. Well, movie. unfortunately, what you're going to see is the guy with wings being killed by being thrown down a pit. <laughs> yeah. That's how they're dispersing all the enemies. Uh, yeah. No, you don't see the Cobra Clutch because he's fighting Cobra, yeah. so he can't uh, use the Cobra and, Clutch. And Nemo was right. He can right. go back to calling it the Camel Clutch. That's pretty yeah. awesome that he and just had his cape stuck in his was cape. right. Can't wear a cape. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh... I mean, especially when you have a giant fan on the back of the, your primary <laughs> transport. <laughs> the thing that you fly around on is a giant fan and you got a big-ass cape. That's horrible. No capes! Alright, here's the big reveal. Oh, what's he gonna do? Just... Blob me to death with his big ball body. What? He's a snake man. <laughs> ah, man! I wish I could have been surprised by that. I know, right? We, we blew it. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. He's King Hiss. Another Masters of the Universe related. Yeah, he's not. He's not very King Hiss at all. No. I'll, I'll give you the Shadow Weaver <laughs> commonality, but. I was no, just going with the, with one of the snake men. The snake thing. Well, all the snake men should show up in GI Joe. That would be a crossover yeah. right there. That would have actually made more sense than Cobra Law, is if the snake men had been behind Cobra all along, and it turned out Cobra Commander was Ratlore or something. <laughs> or I guess he'd be Cobra Khan. Cobra Khan. That would have made sense because he was like the guy. He was the proto yeah, member yeah. of the snake men. And now we get another gruesome scene that. Like, they, you know, they don't show the time worm stick being stabbed into Globulus's eye, but clearly these guys don't know the that whole Hitchcock principle of don't show it because your mind will make it worse. Because I guarantee my little 11-year-old brain made that gooey pustule blowing yeah. open way worse than they could have animated it. And then they do show the aftermath. Which is all kind of thing just snaps back together, right? Ball. You yeah. thought it was some disposable pod, but yeah. no, it's like. And I was wondering, they're, is, is they're very environmentally conscious in in uh, Cobra Law. I think yeah. I think there's a lot of like telepathic control. What well, we saw when he was using his force lightning earlier, when he said, yeah. "Organisms of Cobra Law, yeah, come to life." Remember that Burgess Meredith. Legendary actor is yes. reading the script, probably just going, at least they're paying me. 
Well, that's... I got killed off in Rocky 4 for this. <laughs> Rocky 3. <laughs> Sorry. Well, at least, unlike uh, uh, Marlon Brando... No, not Marlon. Orson Welles. <laughs> Orson Welles. Mar- Marlon Brando is Unicron. Now, Orson Welles, uh, unlike Orson Welles, this, this was not Burgess Meredith's yeah. last role. So apparently in well, G.I. Joe training... What would you training, do, Ryan Cadaver? In G.I. Joe training, they just tell you, if someone's across from a chas- uh, across from you in a chasm, then you just, like... You take off your web belt, yeah. have somebody hang on to it... And spin them around real fast, yeah. and the other person will know to jump and clasp what, your ankles. What is your solution? I mean, I don't have a better one. You're right. You would have died. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would just you know like, why you would have died? Because you don't know how Stonehenge stone works. No, I have no Well, none of us do, except for Sean, and he's not here. Because he's in his pre-unicorn op yeah. Getting his horn transition. Horn put on. <laughs> Getting his horn on. <laughs> so, Cobra Law is well and truly fucked, and, and we have to take a moment to appreciate the fact that this ancient civilization, 40,000 years old... And uh, just got taken out and by Lieutenant Falcon. And it's who's a apparently just, so they just murdered an ent- they just committed genocide against they did. an entire Here's race the thing, of though, people. They totally did. If Falcon can destroy your civilization, then it should be destroyed. Good point. Just like the kid that put the rocket up his nose. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe that civilization doesn't the deserve to land. And here's the terrible yeah, ADR the saying Duke's gonna be okay. Yeah. And the more Why don't you punch me right by my grenade? That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> There's some tongue there. Well, you know. There's some mouth he, penetration. He slapped her ass earlier, so it was only a matter of time oh, before he gosh. got the girl. Yeah. Duke's going to be okay. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and uh, here Jinx is factually wrong because they don't burn up in orbit. They burn up in the atmosphere. So. That's true. That's true. We gotta hold our. She's no scientist. We... <laughs> she certainly isn't, but she could kick your ass with a blindfold on. All right. Could, let's be honest. She could kick my ass with a blindfold. I'm well, yeah, that's kid. yeah. You're right. Because you're no beachhead. No. But now but, we get to hear the great theme song again. The tremendous theme song. If we were actually listening ever. to this part of it, it yeah. Really badass. But instead, we're talking. Little light gets first. Oh, off back order. Okay. But uh, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, Noel, in the year 2017, 30 years after its release, how do you feel about G.I. Joe the movie? I I love it in the same way that I love everything else about G.I. Joe. Um, it's it's clearly not the best thing in all of their fiction, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's all going to be, it's all going to hold that very special Oh shit, to me. look, I was wrong, the voice actor for Law is, well... Presumably Latino. His name's Ron Ortiz. Oh, yeah, look at that. Rob Paulson, by the way, plays Snowjob. I yeah. did not know that until just now. He's, uh, that guy's in everything. He's yeah. not as, he's not as omnipresent as Frank Welker, but he's, he's definitely prolific. Uh, Arian, what about you? Did you eh. enjoy this at all? I didn't hate it. Oh, that's <laughs> high praise for you, yeah. honestly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's more positive than I expected. Uh, if you were going to make me watch an 80s movie that was uh, designed to sell, an 80s cartoon movie that was basically designed to sell action figures... Uh, You'd watch Transformers the movie? No, I would actually prefer this to Transformers the movie. Yeah. Although Transformers the movie does have You Get the Touch. 
Yeah. Yeah, this this one is definitely lacking the soundtrack power that the other one did. But, yeah. yeah. Other than the theme song, that's badass. Yeah, but no, like, real yeah. artists. You, yeah, you have a weird in this one. Or Stan Bush, whoever that was at that point. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ryan? How do you feel? Uh, definitely preferred over Transformers. I, I liked it. I mean, it was weird as shit. And I, I did not know that about the show also having really bizarre alien encounters and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, knowing the show that, is, like, goofy as shit. Yeah, so knowing that, like, I think it's awesome. Does this does it make you kind of want to see some yeah, episodes actually, of the I show do. just to see yeah. how weird it is? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, overall, I would say the show's more enjoyable. And and if I can be kind of an asshole for a minute about one of my most beloved properties, it's because the show comes in shorter chunks. Yeah, well, and the show features <laughs> well, this introduces a whole bunch of characters who yeah. mainly suck. Yeah, yeah. Most of the characters that I love from GI Joe. Are featured, if at all, in very Briefly. small dose. Yeah, very yeah. small bits here. So that's one of the reasons why this doesn't sit with me as well as like watching any of the other miniseries or any of the regular. And shows. and that's a really good point. Is that the the main the characters we're expected to treat as the main protagonists are brand new, are presented as not particularly competent. Yeah, or likable. Yeah, and after seeing Transformers the movie. Even at 11 or 12 years old when this came out, I realized it was almost the exact same story. Yeah. Just yeah. with, you know, G.I. Joe's and Cobras versus... Virginia Creamer. That is almost <laughs> the dirtiest name of all time. It's not right. like a weird I've seen, I've, seen, the Virginia I've, seen of, I've seen some of her other movies, and they were nothing like this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to go around. Uh, Arian... Are, are you plugging nah, stuff online I, I, at all? Or? I ain't doing shit. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Ryan, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Uh, yeah, just uh, look up my band, and we're about to release a new album. So, my Did band. you hear, like, two weeks ago when I put you guys over, I was like, why am I even giving websites? Just Google the yeah. Casket Creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just Google it. That's all I got to plug. And, uh, Noel, what is the finest up to? Where can we find you guys? Uh, you our next thing, well, there's going to be a lot of finest events going on for our Southern Command, which is our garrison here in Georgia. Our next event is probably going to be in April in Augusta, the Augusta Comic and Toy Show. Um, you guys will be at Joe Lanta, won't you? Yeah, we'll be at Joe Lanta as well, but that's our next one. like it. Okay. And you can also find a review that I wrote of this movie at dorktroppings.com. Oh, nice. As well as a treatment for a G.I. Joe live-action movie that was written 25 years ago by me and several other guys at a video store. So those things are out there. I bet it's better than the one that came out in 2009. It probably is, because we had Bruce Campbell cast a shipwreck, so... Nice. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. That should speak for itself. All right, well, guys, thanks for coming out and watching G.I. Joe the movie, and uh, I'm going to make some creaky chair noises now, so I'll probably cut off before I actually do that. Pork chop sandwiches! <laughs> Who wants a body massage? And that's all we got for you this week. I hope you enjoyed that. We had a great time watching it, and it's always, you know, I love... G.I. Joe, I love G.I. Joe the movie, and it's always a pleasure bringing that to somebody new that hasn't experienced it before, so it was fun watching it with Ryan, and I think even Arian, who hates America and all things, uh, well, all things, really, uh, I think enjoyed it. So, 
That was a good one. We had fun. Next week, if all goes as planned, we will have a review of Justice League. Me and the family are going to see it in just a few minutes here, and I'm excited. My expectations are not through the roof, obviously, because how could they be? Uh, Last night, I watched Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman again. I didn't have time to watch Wonder Woman, but I mean, you know, I've seen that movie a few times now, and I I know it well. It's the most recent, so it uh, demanded the least amount of revisiting at this point. But, you know, I enjoy Man of Steel for the most part. Uh, Kevin Costner is is his usual wooden sack of shit self, and the whole story with Superman's parents, or his Earth parents, is terrible. Uh, But I, I love the opening with uh, Krypton. But but anyway, I I like both of those movies more than I think most people claim to like those movies. I recognize their problems, but, you know, I had fun watching them again. They weren't a slog to sit through. And uh, now we're just a few minutes away from going to see Justice League, and I am excited. And I'm sure I'll have to make the same claim that, well, it's not the Justice League movie I would have made, but I had a fun time watching it. You know, that's what I'm hoping. And if you need to order anything, go to needlessthingsite.com, click on the Amazon box and order it through there. We get a little kickback. And remember, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vic's employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingsite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.